Hello, Namaste. I welcome you all to this session number 22 of Guru Bodha series uh, led by uh, Guru Raja sir. I cordially welcome Dr. M.B. Guru Raja sir to this class. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Danajan. Uh, so this is Guru Bodha session number 22 with Dr. M.B. Guru Raja sir. I am Dr. Janardana V. Hebbar, uh, founder of easyayurveda.com. Dr. M.B. Guru Raja sir is an Ayurveda professor at Babuji Ayurveda Medical College, Shumoga. And he, is, uh, he practices at Dawla Pentacare Ayurveda Treatment Center and Dawla uh, Ayurveda Clinic uh, in Shumoga. And he can be contacted for guidance or consultation at easyayurveda.com slash Guru Raja. And this is a session is both question and answer type. This is kind of an open-ended discussion. It's not really kind of teaching uh, way of method that we follow. This is, this is called a YouTube playlist. So here it starts with Guru Bodha session one. And if you can see on the right side, the short clips of Guru Bodha one, two, three, four, uh, and the long clips, the 50 hour clips, uh, 50 minutes clips, sorry. So all those things are available in one place here. And so coming to the topics for today, in, in the last class, we were discussing about Prameha or diabetes due to Vata, Pitta and Kapha and Vataja are considered as Asadhya, whereas Pittaja Pramaha is considered as Yapya, Kaphaja is Asadhya. There's a little confusion for one of the attendees. They're saying that you have mentioned that diabetes is due to Vata Dosha aggravation, but foods like bitter gourd, neem, uh, which increase Vata Dosha are also good for diabetes. So how to decipher it? Uh, Guru Raja sir, can you please uh, guide, uh, throw some, some light on this? See, first for a time being to understand that what is uh, Prameha and uh, what is Madhumeha and uh, what is Diabetes. If you keep the, these three words, Prameha means in Ayurveda very clearly said something which is required to the body is being thrown out of the body through urine. And that is uh, uh, what I explained as that is a kleda which comes to basti and goes out of the body which is actually required to the body but it is going out of the body so this is what the explanation is given in ayurveda and without the anubandha of kapha you cannot expect that prameha will take place in prameha anubandha of kapha is will be there along with that other dominantly participating in, uh, dosha will influence the nature of the prameha. If it is a totally kafaja dominant, then we may have a uh, ten varieties of kafaja pramehas. But if it is uh, six varieties of pitaja dominant, in that it will be involvement of kapha will be there. But along with that, pitta is also there. So in that type of manifestation that we call as a pitaja pramehas, and they are yapya in nature. Similarly, when there is Kafaja Pramehas or Pitaja Pramehas which are not given proper treatment in time or uh, some persons due to some Bija Dosha or some other issues if directly Vata is involved along with the Kapha then there is a Prameha that is called Vataja Prameha this Vataja Prameha is Asadhya in nature so we should be very very clear in understanding Kafaja Pramehas are, we can keep it them in the stage of uh, pre-diabetics where it can be reversed by using various techniques and medicines and food. 
and yapya is such type of pitaja thing that we can control it to keep it under certain boundary or normalcy whereas vataja is very difficult to control it as well as cure it this notion of cure in this it is always uh, try to control it because very clearly acharya has uh, kept this prameha as one of the astamahagada and it is a lifetime disease once it is there of course it can be controlled only if it is and reverse only if it is kafaja so it is not a right um, understanding that vata is involved or responsible for the formation of prameha or diabetes one of the variety wherein we have hastimeha and madhumeha all these come under uh, vataja variety what we call as that is asadhya in nature that is not possible to control or cure or to give some relief in these conditions so only we can manipulate and try to give uh, various uh, interventions can be done ahara vihara and actually physical activities and everything manipulation of all these things will lead to some sort of relief and uh, vataja uh, reducing drugs like uh, bitter gourd and all those things they have been uh, it is going to increase the vata we need to understand uh, certain thing if a drug is said as vata hara it doesn't mean it totally quenches or suppresses the vata to every extent there will be peculiar some lakshanas in that particular drug and that will be again as particular guna in vata dosha and thereby it suppresses only that one and remaining portion remains same so that is the reason we cannot expect that every drug if it is vata hara means it will be totally suppressing vata no some may be suppressing the rukshata of vata some may be suppressing the laguta of vata some may be suppressing the other qualities of vata like chalaguna of vata something like that so based on those characteristics then vata hara we call for every these type of activities vata hara it is true to some extent it is vata hara but doesn't mean it is a whole sum totally it reduce all the qualities of vata no it is not like that so we need to understand these uh, differentiation that even in a drug also for example there may be certain drugs which by virtue of their rasa they'll be acting something different by virtue of their uh, guna it will be acting something different by virtue of their vipaka it will be acting something different but as a drug as a whole when it is acting may not be in uh, contrast to one another they won't drag the thing there will be wholesome effect of the drug onto the body certain important lakshana or a dominant lakshana that will drag the things to uh, in its way for example in case of a pippali pippali is a very katu padartha we know that it is ushnavirya but still it is having madhura vipaka and that madhura vipaka helps in the formation of rishyakarma or the manifestation of rishyakarma but it's a katrasa and ushnavirya does not come in the way of rishyakarma of its madhura vipaka so this to be understood this is the complexity of uh, the terminologies and even the, the method or how our ayurvedic drugs work so it you need to understand these uh, characters and also while understanding disease and its types a disease will be there with its specific samprati and samprati ghatakas a disease will be having its own uh, causative factors a disease will be having its own uh, uh, nidanas purva rupa rupa uh, main doshas involved and the sub types uh, in uh, vata ja prameha pitta ja prameha and what not 
so these are these are to be considered as secondary doshas that are involved like you said correctly if you look into the prameha causative factors asya sukha eating whatever we want uh, irrationally not taking care of our agni or our body health and uh, there is sapna sukha sedentary habits always lying down always uh, not exercising all these increase kapha dosha so primarily the whole of the prameha or the diabetes starts with the kapha dosha primarily in involved adjunct doshas are to be given secondary importance and the main dosha which is causing the disease should be given primary importance as you have said sir yes definitely that's what the thing without the anubandha of kapha you cannot expect uh, disease uh, prameha would takes place so prameha is basically with the kapha and anything in the kapha if it is a dominantly then it is a kapha ja if it is kapha only then it will be reversible easily when it is mixes with vata and mixes with pitta then it is difficult to yapya to asadya these three type of things will happen and once even though kapha ja prameha is not properly treated and continue to do the divana nidana sevana further then ultimately down the line a few years then the patient may turn into madhumeha rogi or may turn into vataja with all complications and in the case of subtypes as in case of vataja kasa pittaja kasa etc the subtype dosha involved uh, as in example of vataja kasa vata is the subtype dosha involved so there that secondary dosha that is in involved is targeted through anupanas for example if vata dosha is there tilataila or ghee is used as anupana and pitta is the grita is used as anupana so in that way also the secondary doshas are targeted sir so definitely but here in case of uh, kapha I and mean, prameha it is like that very typically but it is not so in case of kasa kasa can happen with other things also see but without the anubandha of pitta you cannot have a uh, jwara something like there are certain diseases which very prominently is responsible for the manifestation of those diseases but uh, kasa can be even the um, uh, vataja kasa a very dry type of thing only irritation nothing there is no sputum at all so that type of things can happen but of course that is what our acharyas have given a wide scope of understanding the disease and uh, making the combinations they are very clever in uh, handling these things even though same drug many times for example haritaki only one drug but it with a um, different type of anupanas given in different type of diseases and even all the tridoshas it will be suppressed either it will be given in some um, with grita or some um, madhu or hani or something like that so everywhere they are very clever in handling these things and of course anupana is one of the important concept Uh, very clearly uh, going along with the suppression or samana chikitsa so whenever we want to select a proper drug to give that drug a, a typical support then we go for a very beautiful manner the combinations of anupana so that the drug spreads uh, very rapidly in the body and gives a result yes sir and moving on to the second topic uh we just touched base upon the hormonal therapy in teenagers uh, probably the this issue is very rampant in western world so i mean we, we got so many questions on that i mean somebody has written over usage of hormonal therapy in teenagers in the west uh, women's health related uh, to periods is so ignored for all these issues girls are given uh, or they are put on birth control pills or intrauterine devices just in the teenage girls 
even for as simple as acne they call it as hormonal acne or cystic acne and they put it on strong medicines like steroids and hormones so when client a teenager client comes and she is already put on these hormonal replacement therapy it becomes a little bit difficult to to tackle uh, so in one way we had to start the ayurvedic uh, you know protocol with ayurveda we are trying to balance the hormonal imbalance but there is already external influence of these hormonal replacement therapy tablets given to her so how to uh, how to go about this sir see very clear when a patient comes to us there will be very clear understanding or there is some clear cut annoying condition for that reason she has come to us in this case there is a pimple or acne she is unable to cope up with that she went to a practitioner and they are given external hormone therapy and she is using that but still it is not under control and she is not happy with the treatment outcome so when in such a condition she has come it is a first line is that convincing her with the basic principles of ayurveda to explain her what is the reason why this acne takes place a ravana pidaka is what is the reason for it and what is the dosha involved and what we are going to do it and how we are going to manage it and what are the aharas viharas that you are going to stop it or avoid it as a patya and apatya concept so when these things are very clearly made to understand then definitely we can take her for the ayurvedic principles of uh, cleansing the pitta as well as kapha and thereby that all cystic acne and everything will be going down and even the usage of uh, proper uh, rasayan uh, panchakarma therapies like virechana then followed by rasayana chikitsa so then there is no need of any external hormonal therapy at that very early age and that too for that simple reasons of, of cystic acne and acne and such type of things that cannot be accepted yes sir first point that i understand is uh, that you know patient should be taken into confidence that you know what has been tried has not been working so we are going to try afresh like uh, probably you said for virechana probably it's tokvikara and raktadushti is also involved blood intoxication or blood vitiation with doshas for a teenager we would go with say mrudu virechana only or you know how to go about that sir so no, yeah that depends entirely on the way we convince them if they get convinced totally and they are ready to take up these things and if already they have suffered from these conditions they will be definitely con- getting convinced and uh, if any required is there and then you can allow them to go for the peer reviewed journals uh, some data if they are having any scientific mind to study and understand use them once that is there then you can go for uh, making them for a regular virechana itself that will remove the vidarta pitta from the body and thereby that formation or easy or redness which is out coming out in the form of yavana uh, pitaka all those things will be reduced so that can be done then afterwards uh, the blood has to be detoxified by using uh, rakta shodaka therapies and all those bitter principle drugs and usually this uh, teenagers will have a tendency of using lot of uh, spicy materials they'll be eating so on that you have to put a curtail on that 
if you stop them to eat all these things then definitely it will give them support and of course cleansing is also very important one if they are not ready for the proper uh, panchakarma in that uh, virechana then simple with the laxatives also we can get the results but on a continuous daily basis some laxative drug should be given it may be a simple uh, trifala tablet otherwise uh, sukavirechika dravya like trivrutleha in small quantities Uh, can be given dipti ji have raised hand do you have a point to add um this is a very typical case with my daughter she had acute uh, acne all over her body even back knees so not only the face even the back is affected and it leave, left behind quite a number of scars now so her doctor put her on a strong antibiotic for 3 months and which messed her up even more so she had to stop it because it became painful even to move because it affected her gi system and um along with her acne comes severe dysmenorrhea that she faints and falls down like acute pain like a labor pain for four days so um they have suggested me to put her on birth control which i have not done yet and at this time like today she has it and it is a nightmare for my husband and i to con- we don't know what to do with her so what do you recommend i should do because she is pittavata and she is petite doesn't eat well and she has typical teenagers thing and also she is in 12th grade so lot of stress because she has to apply for colleges now so lack of sleep acute uh, extreme stress of uh, picking up college and everything so what do you recommend i should do with her so with these uh, history uh, points uh, it is uh, my suggestion is to go with hingvastika churna with combined with sukumaragrita for the purpose of severe dysmenorrhea first of all we need to start it on the 21st day of the cycle till the 31st day so almost if it is your um, daughter's cycle is going in a regular manner of 28 days to 32 days that is one point if you do it this one continuously then automatically the things will settle down and the pain will reduce the one the point number one second thing you need to add on a regular virechana type of material for that you can go for a small dose of uh, trivrutleha or you can even go for a capsule of trifala regularly or even if you have anulomana churna tablets that can also be helpful so if it is allowed in a regular manner daily when the stools are passed it should go with little bit of watery content and regular virechana should take place if that that is things are happening then slowly uh, these things will be cleansed and then you can add on to that gandakarasayana and mahamanjushtadi kashaya that will definitely control the ushnata in the rakta and thereby avoids the formation of acne so all these things are and even that that is good for the even the back as well as in the all these places wherever the acne is there so acne if it is increased definitely it will cause this type of uh, acne even the on the shoulders and on the chest and the back and everywhere it is very common and these things can be even um, categorized under even sometimes it's a folliculitis and all these things all these things are happening because there is an uh, increased pitta as well as rakta is getting vitiated and because of the food habits and uh, sleep disturbance stress and whatever it is so overall impact and of course of the age they have a influence of pitta in that particular age so all those things are contributing to her condition so we need to suppress the pitta vidagdata in such a sense that by using gandhakarasayana regularly 
Mahamanjishtadi Kashaya, which will detoxify the blood, clean the blood, and regular with uh, evacuation or the Sukavirechana type thing by uh, either using either Trifla capsule or by using Sukavirechana Leha or even Sukavirechana Churna, something like that, or Trivrut Leha or Hrudvirechana Leha. So, all these things are similar with terminologies. It can be used. Then, of course, with the 21st day to 31st day, you can go with the combination of uh, Hingvastika Churna and uh, say about uh, 3 grams of Hingvastika Churna with uh, 5 to 10 grams of ghee, Shukumaragrata, on empty stomach in the morning as well as in the evening, twice a day. If these things are done, uh, definitely till within uh, 3 cycles, her pain and uh, dysplenary conditions will go down drastically. So this is what we can do it. Sir, what should be the doses for Gandhakrasana and Mahamanjishtadi Kashaya, please? If it is her weight is somewhere between 50 to 60 kgs, then we can go for a standard Gandhakarasayana 202. Two tablets in the morning and two tablets in the night. Kashaya will be okay if I give 10 15 milliliters? Uh, kashaya, that's once again which company you are using based on that. If it is totally watery, then we can go for up to 15 ml. If it is a little bit thicker, then it is better to go with 10 ml. 10 ml twice a day or 15 ml twice a day. That depends on the thickness of the kashaya because there are companies with kashayas, Ashtavashesha, Padavashesha, Ardavashesha, there is a method of preparing that. Based on that, there will be changes in the strength and the thickness of the kashaya. So that accordingly, we can adjust the dosage. It may be 10 ml or 15 ml per day, I mean per dose, twice a day after food. If it is before food, then also good, but may not be many patients may not um, relish it before food. So that's why I usually suggest to go on after food. Sir, most of these patients are very thin. I have noticed that they are mostly Pitta and Vata or yes. Vata or Pitta girls. I have yet to see a Kapha girl having this problem. It might be happening to girls with the Kapha uh, Prakriti, but uh, why does it happen to only small, petite, thin or is it that age all the girls are very thin? No, it is not like that. Yavana Pitaka can happen to anyone. It may be when the males will have, even the females will have at particular that age when there is a hormonal changes are they taking place. And usually those times they also have a peer pressure and as well as they have got their own uh, type of food uh, eating and all those things. It may be even in India or in US that type of influence will be there on their food and of course their sleep pattern everything will be of uh, that nature so definitely talking about dysmenorrhea sir even for dysmenorrhea also even for the dysmenorrhea also of course dysmenorrhea in that case if it is not only for the thin girls it can even happen in very fatty obese girls also it may be different way of um, things it is no, just not because of Vata and Pitta and their Prakurti that will be. No, no, prakurti is only to analyze whether it is supports the condition or not. Many a times the disease will be there. That disease won't support the Prakurti. So our intention of understanding Prakurti in any patient is just to know that whether the Rogabala is more or not. As you said, if it is a weak and thin personality, develops a, this type of thing, then the intensity of the Roga will be more. Whereas the same disease can occur in a patient with a Kafaja Prakurti, then the intensity of the disease will be lesser. That's the reason that we want to go for the understanding of Prakurti of a person. And especially with the 
teenage uh, generation they are into drinking soda aerated drinks i'm not i'm not talking about this particular case in general uh, and uh, they have this weight consciousness so they'll be eating less amount of uh, food their lifestyle is a little bit haphazard so correcting diet and lifestyle is so very important in in bringing back the hormonal balance as well sir see it's in each and every case you cannot have a tailor made question fund brochure for all these things whenever a patient comes to us it is our duty to drag out the information through prashna pariksha we need to put a large number of questions based on the condition it may if a person is lean and thin still develop something if a person is a fat and still develop a condition then we need to assess that why it's happening what may be the probable uh, nidhanas so then we need to understand in such a sense then we need to give questions or leading questions or sometimes multiple choices and all these things and try to get the information what may be the probable reason you need to ask whether you are doing this one or doing that one doing so. then they will give out them then ask them if anything you want to tell me that it may be the reason for that like that we need to give them a lot of scope that so that they can come out with something which they might have not told to their parents or something like that so all these things will come when we go for an um, understanding a case so when all these lakshanas are lined up then we can as a treating physician we can analyze which dosha is involved whether it is vata pitta kapha or combinations or all the tridoshas sanipataja or samsargaja something like that so when we can understand this then accordingly the further treatment protocol can be done like you said uh, after the thorough interrogation putting open ended questions like uh, am i missing something or uh, do you want to say something more regarding this or is there anything that you want to tell us so sometimes the patients will be eager to tell a thing but they'll be because of the question and answer that interrogation is happening in a different line they may be a little hesitant what the doctor may feel so that little hesitant hesitancy might be there so putting these kind of open questions and you know uh, taking the patient into confidence really makes them to open up and tell it all that's so very important for you know uh, digging out the nidanas positive factors yes once once we come to know that what because in the therapeutic aspect if you observe that what is our principles of therapy says the first thing is nidana parivarjanam eva chikitsa so nidana parivarjanam eva chikitsa means removal of the nidana itself is the first line of treatment so in that sense if you are talking about then we need to understand what may be the probable nidana in this case so each and every case we need to understand in such a way that we need to dig out the certain priorities and we need to drag the information from them so then uh, probably we may end up very close to the nidana and sometimes very pinpointedly on the nidana so that we can avoid it and this mahamanjushtadi kashayam it's a wonderful combination with neem turmeric daruharadra uh, trifala is there kutki uh, is there patola is there uh, so it's a very good combination to address not only skin diseases but almost all conditions involving rasa and rakta dhatus sir yes definitely mahamanjushtadi is useful for all the particularly in um, very specifically for the rakta pradoshaja vikaras in rani rakta pradoshaja vikara mahamanjushtadi is one of the thing but usually in our scope there are still many drugs are there we can use it like aragvadadi kashaya is there 
Patolakatru Hinya the Kashaya is there, Gugurutikta Kashaya is there, Mahatikta Kashaya is there. All these things are depending upon what type of uh, doshik involvement, what is the Lakshanas, and accordingly we can go for it. Okay, so um, moving on to the next topic. There was a question like can Shatavari Guta be given to debilitated young girl or does it induce early onset of menarche? I think we have already answered this question uh, very elaborately, so let me skip that. Coming to the next topic, this is question has just come. Living with people who radiate the energy of uh, discrimination, anger, rage, uh, silent negative treatments and other mean behaviors seem to have a great negative effects on the people in a household. Would you talk about the negative energy in uh, one's environment? So this can happen with the parents and their children, parents being negative in, in those case affecting the uh, this one and it can also happen in relationships, meaning husband and wife, spouse or uh, living relationship, boyfriend, girl, boyfriend, girlfriend. One, uh, one might be overpowering and uh, you know that may be affecting or bad habits, uh, alcohol abuse, or even it can go up to physical abuse as well. So very soft topic when such a patient comes and when we are uh, interrogating to get the uh, get the details. So. See this type of uh, topics. What I usually do to my patients if anything of that nature comes, I will straight away ask their basic question: What is your relationship? Or husband wife? Why you are still husband and wife? If you want to quarrel or if you want to fight like this or do some type of nonsense. Our life itself is an adjustment. We are here in this world. We need to adjust certain things. If you are having any trouble with your husband, straight away tell him. And he should also have a broad mind accepting that. And if he has any trouble with you, he will be explaining the things to you. And you should be having the courtesy to accept it and rectify things. If such behaviors are there, there will be no question of negative energy in the house. The house is made by the minds and the people. It is If you are in the same house with um, just like quarreling with each other and uh, having some negative energy, it's of no use. It is better to get divorced and get separated. If it is to be in one house with you want to enjoy the life with companionship and you need to enjoy all these things, then you need to compromise certain occasions. And understanding a person in totality and accepting a person in totality is always a good and that gives a lot of positive energy. And with just because of something uh, we have been just lagging behind and just somewhat the reason we are just um, going with him and uh, it's my majburi or something like that, no? I cannot uh, leave him now, all these things. I got my own troubles and problems. So, so many hits and buts. If such type of things are there, it is better. They need counseling rather than a drug. They need to be sit together. They should be come to a clinic and the doctor should take their history, convince them where they are making mistake. And if both they have the intention of to keep the marriage or the key, keep the relationship uh, alive, then that can be done. So if anybody is passing out negative energy, it is uh, once again my perception that how to understand this negative energy. Uh, your husband and wife and uh, husband is uh, just giving negative energy to wife, then where is the relationship? Where is the love? 
so it doesn't mean any sense in such relationships a relationship is always with lot of emotions understanding commitments if that is there then no question of any negative energy negative energy should not be there yes sir and uh, just today sadguru has has uh, uh, quoted this wonderful quote people who logically examine examine their relationships cannot sustain them uh, two bodies two minds two emotions can never fit perfectly magic of being together can never be contained in logic so whenever we are working as uh, as a, as a team so we cannot logically say that okay she she has abc qualities and we have xyz qualities so we will match so it's not like that and steve jobs was giving a perfect example on beatles so in the beatles uh, music gang all the four were kind of a mediocre people or i'm sorry not mediocre i mean they were having their own talent but when they were coming together as a band of four people the magic was happening on the stage and in the, in the studios that's why they were like so successful so the combined effect of husband and i wife or partners uh, so that is something magical and that cannot be explained by logic sir so, see that's another the reason we need to have some relationships see we are in uh, this world and we will be under the guidance of parents and we will be there up to some uh, somewhere and once we want to enter into a relationship then we should have that mindset and understanding that, that uh, what should be accepted and what should be conveyed and how to convince and all these things should be there it is just like simply just i will just uh, dictate everything no that will not be Yeah, of course even certain times even that also happens if somebody is a dictator type of mentality the other one is uh, submissive type then that their combination also runs uh, years together but it is better always both husband and wife are in a family both should be convincing and giving both should give the credit to both emotions and both should go together then only the life will be with real music otherwise it is a, a difficult task yeah sometimes i mean we may find fault in the in the spouses uh, though we we are quite similar or it is not about opposite qualities or similar qualities even if both are very similar in their thinking and all maybe the color of the dress that she wears i do not like or maybe how i talk she, she doesn't like so it, it, it all depends on you know how you know how we gel well and also we as ayurveda uh, practitioners we really do not know when we have to switch to counselor and really understand their problems go deep uh, into the discussions and get to the bottom of the problem and convince them and all for that we should also have some kind of a, a spiritual uh, energy or we should be reading a lot and understanding the spiritual principles uh, uh, and all at least the ayurveda textbooks we should be reading and understanding even the social and uh, uh, interrelationship aspects we should be understanding and we should be ready for that because uh, general uh, consensus or general notion is that if, if they go to allopathic doctor they will just prescribe medicines and send off but with the ayurveda doctors only usually they hit hit into a conversation and all these minor topics come into for a
usually like that only whenever uh, that's what the entire package of uh, treatment goes in such a sense that whenever a patient comes to us with these things we try to find out the nidana then lakshanas are matched then accordingly then we uh, plan out their protocol in that protocol we always usually in usually any sort of diseases we try to give them uh, what is pathya in ahara what is pathya in vichara what is pathya in vihara everything we will give which is good to you in this condition or for your body type something like that so we will try to give them a list of things which should be done and a list of things which should be avoided so that is a very real way of giving things not just simply by prescribing some medicines or something will go no, not always we'll get the result in that like like you told I mean, we should give them both husband and wife to do tasks maybe play carrom together or go for a walk together or do not comment on that particular issue which is bothering so we have to give them kind of this to do tasks and we have to give them chance to kind of recover and gel well it's not like a i mean month by month we have to you know it's not like we are just advise advising divers all of a sudden because there's a question when can we suggest separation when we see such toxic relationships as a why there uh, but whatever may be problems we, we should give them some time and and chance for them to you know come back so it is easy to ask them to go get separated it is not a big task it's very easy but you just convince them in such a manner that give them ample of time let them sit together and try to convince them what is the importance of companionship what is the requirement of you or what is the requirement of her in your life after 10 years or after 20 years from down the line so everything you need to understand this how this later one your children will go away from you you are dependent on your husband and her husband is dependent on you how you should go together this is all the things we because they will be quarreling looking at the present situation they are not looking at the future so there will be certain type of things and con- uh, conversations and counseling part of it that all should be done if it is still required then we can there are professionals who can uh, go them go for the counseling type of things and the marriage uh, counseling type of things uh, then we can send to them later if they are still having some problem it is up to them to finalize and they have got a legal uh, people who can help them to get separated yeah uh, probably referring them to a counseling center is also very important sometimes we the problems may be so deep that we may not be in a position to you know decipher the whole problem uh, and you know professional counselors are trained specifically for that so referring them to there makes uh, so much sense i'm uh, moving to the next topic so a healer in spain has mentioned that uh, this vaccination has negative energy people who have the this vaccine jabs have reported feeling fatigued angry and have noticed headache would you discuss about the change in energy in people who have had the jab uh, or the medicines to be used my first point to see is that wherever possible we being ayurveda practitioners with a scientific attitude uh, should not limit our thinking to just negative energy we should go deep and why the fatigue is happening why there are specific side effects and you know break down into ayurvedic pathology or ayurvedic terminologies and go deep rather than just limiting ourselves to just uh, negative 
energy concept sir so definitely see after a vaccination or something like that very clearly they have said it will have some sort of effect and actually in the vaccination what they are giving they are giving the same disease causing nidana in a damaged way or in a less potent way and it won't cause a blown out uh, disease so same nidana is being given directly in the form of a vaccination that is was the concept that is a concept in vaccination so when you give nidana to your body definitely we need to understand there will be some lakshanas produced out of it so when we are giving in a vaccination it is either attenuated or killed material which is causing the same disease so when such a type of things are given definitely it yields certain lakshanas but that lakshanas will not go into a blown up disease usually generally it won't go like that so after that certain maybe one day or two day the lakshanas will automatically reduce and certain interventions of a simple medicines can also reduce the conditions so in this it's not negative energy it is the change which is happening because doshadu samurchana is happening inside the body because of the nidana so it is not the negative energy there and what the after the jab the person is getting headache body ache and all those things of course there are some issues with that that my disease is there of course and there are some certain occasions where after the vaccination particularly this covid vaccination the people have developed a clots in the blood vessels somewhere down the line and such type things and headaches and will relate to that we have seen all those such type things there may be some sub types of uh, persons will have the type things so that should be um, they should be kept under observation and blood thinners are given in order to overcome that clotting type of effects and all those things so we need to understand this whole concept of that in that reality and accordingly we need to treat just don't simply think it's only negative energy or positive energy it is not like it is not so superior i mean so not so simple generally we should be open to scientific thinking and should not have uh, opposing qualities or you know, animosity or treating the other medical sciences with suspicion that's that's not very good it can be allopathy or yoga or naturopathy whichever we should have some some amount of respect and we should be thinking why they are doing what they are prescribing and what definitely see we should have a rational thinking and we should be scientific in nature and we should understand the science behind every techniques and uh, adopted materials are the methods and we try to give explanation to what our acharyas are why they have considered these things similarly there will be lot of research and uh, understanding will be there before they come out with certain uh, medication or something like that we need to understand the basic principles of those uh, sciences if you want to understand it really in the sense of uh, what they are doing so definitely their interest is also for the benefit of the mankind and our interest is also benefit the mankind and they are good at certain places and we are good at certain places they may be good in acute conditions we are best in chronic management and disease management that definitely and our aim of ayurveda is not to treat the disease person first but in order to keep the health of a healthy person is the first priority so we all have a such type of our own priorities and aims and directions so accordingly we have to you know work up in the field we should not simply criticize the other system it is not a right kind of thing for a scientific brain and uh, before uh, we go into the next topic ever since we have been sitting here for the last 22 sessions including this one my thinking on patient approach my thinking on choosing the right set of medicines that has got fine tuned when i write a prescription and 
take a look back at what I have written. I always think back whether Guruja sir, sir would be proud of this prescription or would he change it or would he beat me with a stick? Or oh, it's totally disapprove. He would totally disapprove. So thank you very much for bringing that, sir. I mean, the medicines are there, treatment, chikitsa, all those things are there in Ayurveda, but bringing the sense or digging out the underlying principles, grasping the disease with its roots, and also thinking deeply on the choice of medicines, choice of herbs, where to give, which herb to which type of patient, to uh, at which age. Uh, we are learning so in detail just because of you here. No, it is only just because what the Amsham Shakalpana has told in Acharyas in the classical text and the, how they have done it. And uh, see, now we have got so many support from the other system of medicines and the science, technology and all those things to understand. Like we are using ultrasonography, we are using x-ray, we are using blood tests and so many, so many things to understand the disease. But in those days, even without all these things, our Acharya is able to pinpointedly concentrate and say this is because of this and ultimately they used to give a combination and the result was there. And of course, still just 400, 500 years back, the allopathy was not there and everything was like it's a primitive medicines everywhere, what they call native medicines or alternative medicines, what presently we call them. These were the leading things and with that humanity has come down all these years. So definitely it has its own role to play and uh, Amsham Shakalpana is the one important aspect that we need to understand accordingly, pinpointedly any Lakshana if it is annoying or very prominently seen, you observe it accordingly, understand whether it may be because of this dosha or whatever it is, whether Avarana is there or direct involvement is there, just little bit of churning will definitely give an insight and a proper mode of understanding the disease. And accordingly, of course, a selection of a drug comes from by choice and the confidence in the drug and the company and the product and everything. Of course, in a due course of time, that will be becomes a you know, habit of uh, choosing the right thing and automatically it sets in. But doesn't mean that in everything that will be there, even after with all these experiences, if you are writing it, since sudden one or two cases suddenly, first 10 days, the result as we expected may not come then we need to once again retrospect what you have done, whether it is right or wrong, or whether I need to alter my prescription, whether to change it, uh, whether to uh, fine tune it, all these things should be done with the help of Patya uh, Patya or even with the Anupana changing or by combination changing, something like that, we need to understand or we need to adopt that, those things. Thank you, sir. And uh, moving on to the next topic. This is a question. Can you talk about different kinds of cancers or other illnesses which have root cause in mind uh, or stress? Can you give an example of particular mental disturbance resulting in a particular disease? So we have got a lot many diseases, physical diseases which have got their root in stress and uh, mental components. Uh, asthma, obesity, diabetes, headache, gastrointestinal problems, irritable bowel syndrome, uh, even Crohn's disease, even Alzheimer's disease also has a component of uh, stress. So uh, while defining any physical disease, we should also be looking, giving a deep look on the underlying stress factor also, sir? Definitely. Nowadays, most of the diseases are turned out to be psychosomatic in nature. We need to understand both the components. 
and of course give a lot of uh, counseling is also required and uh, of course a drug selection and patya correction of those uh, habits and for example they may be eating some viruddha aharas that we need to be understand and we need to stop them or uh, some something like that we need to just by history that's what uh, prashna pariksha darshana pariksha and sparshana pariksha these are the three modalities through which we can examine a patient and of course in ayurveda prashna pariksha is a huge area with a lot lot of questions we usually put to the patient to get the information and definitely we get the information by questions and we get and back as a feedback from the patient and accordingly we can analyze the things and we can put it to in a right manner and of course a component of uh, stress is there everywhere in every disease and of course when the patient is in disease condition he is running to doctor and automatically the stress factor might have even increased as seen many times the patients when we take up the bp or they check them their heartbeat and bp will rise and they will say that because you are examining and you are taking a bp that's my bp is rising so these type of things are very common we need to counsel them and we need to give a solace to them talk to them very politely and convince them and say that unnecessarily you are taking too much stress leave this leave that so all those things will definitely uh, to a certain extent will help the patient to come over that and uh, component of uh, psychological factors are even thing in the tumors and uh, so on. Uh, as we know that um, cancers and these things are not the simple uh, causative factor one or two it is a multifactorial so there will be certain uh, nidhanas which are from the ahara certain things are from vihara certain things are from vichara and even the certain nidana is from bija dosha there may be some hereditary factors involved in that so uh, cancer is not a simple one with a certain uh, simple type of nidanas it will arise out of it no it will not be it is, it is a disease itself is a complex one definitely that these causative factors are also complex one and they involve the both physical as well as the somatic conditions i mean involvement will be there to dig out the underlying stress i am as much as i am saying uh, disturbance in sleep or questioning regarding sleep gives uh, some hints if the sleep is uh you know disturbed or patient is waking up very frequently not due to you know go to washroom and all but he is not enjoying his sleep or sleep is very light or sleep uh, in the sleep he has a lot of nightmares and in the morning he is not fresh that that sleep factor gives a lot of hint towards underlying stress so. yes definitely nidra is one of the important factor ahara nidra brahmacharya is the three tridanda is very very important in ayurveda we need to understand that so nidra has its own uh, supporting factor and it is um, cleansing as well as rejuvenating one when nidra is lost due to unnecessary fear you observe that where the stress component has come from stress has come from the fear fear of failure fear of uh, something like that a fear of fear all these things a fear of getting ridiculed or fear of something like that something like that fear with that fear negativity you will get a stress once you start feeling that whoever think whatever it may be i will do the way i should live if you start thinking in that direction totally things will settle down you'll never have a stress we always think that what others will think about us even even that portion also you want to think then what is the others has to do it is their duty to think about you let them think 
you just enjoy the way you want it to be so once if you are going in that direction nobody will uh, or nobody will can give you stress so it is uh, the way we take it the stress is there but it is only applicable or causing trouble when you take it if you don't take the stress the things will not be on you the other day i was compiling on the various references for bhaya in in samhitas so it is told as dharaniya vega meaning bhaya krodha uh, all those things are explained as dharaniya vega meaning whenever we have fear or anxiety we should make all efforts to suppress it i mean we should overcome it i mean if we give the, give them give it give the strength and it will uh, overburden and it will become all powerful and it will start Uh, you know guiding us rather than we controlling our emotions and our courage so only way to uh, tackle fear or tackle anxiety is just being face to face and being upright and being courageous see one is that type of fear second time if you are such a natured person uh, suddenly a patient has fallen and uh, there is a bleeding and the people are admiring that fellow to your hospital and suddenly say doctor doctor kuch karo so everybody will run in that in that situation if you feel that oh, what can i do uh, it is bleeding then in that certain sense if you approach to a condition uh, your mind won't work and you won't give you any relief in those condition you need to understand that what should be done to rectify the things so what should be, how i can save the bleeding uh, stop the bleeding so such way of thinking in similarly when in a personal ground if something comes as a stress factor then you need to take that countering that how i need to overcome this stress so if you overcome the stress automatically things will be settled down and once or twice you just have a um, positive fruitful uh, outcome in the of this situation and then automatically things will settle down but the failures of controlling these things many a times will trigger out in the meanwhile that last time failures uh, previous failures will haunt you and that will once again cause a trouble and uh, it increases the further stress so we need to understand that factor keep cool whatever so happens it happens and whatever is happening it is not just because of me there are so many factors and influencing forces in the universe that are all responsible for the things so if you keep like that open and understand and accept the truth then automatically the stress factor will reduce there's a famous uh, spiritual quote i forgot from whom uh, it says never be surprised by anything that happens to you it's very difficult and sometimes we all get emotional and all those things but overall we should remember that there there's nothing surprise in life everything like the other day we lost our the chief of defense staff uh, honorable bipin rawat ji uh, who was such a good man a uh, dharmic religious courageous leading the army in the front and developing uh, f- future uh, strategies for defense for india and all suddenly we we lost life is full of surprises sometimes positive and sometimes negative but we should be uh, ready for anything and everything and you know ne- never be surprised take everything in, uh, in our own stride definitely we, we, we should always uh, keep it the things open and uh, let the things come and accept it the way it comes if possible what rectification measures can be done that will be done otherwise accept it and treat it as it is and accept it the way it comes usually i would ask like regarding sleep it gives a hint and i would ask questions like uh, 
how is your work going is your work manageable are you enjoying your work or are there any stress factors there or uh, do you get occasional headaches sometimes headache related questions give out some uh, some tips or some uh, leads on the underlying stress uh, and how is your relationship going so all these probing questions sort of open up the patient to reveal about any stress underlying see you cannot quantize the level of stress in that sense it's only just to understand whether the person is having stress or not for that purpose we need to ask the questions because it entirely depend on the perception of what that fellow has if a person is working in a company for somebody for a certain amount of salary if he is not happy with that salary he will try to find out the problem with the senior fellow every time on every occasion even though the senior may not be doing any wrong with him but still he has a problem with the senior because he has his own perception in the life and his own uh, situation and he feel that being this fellow and uh, this much of qualified i would have been in his place and he is there and i am still down the line something like that so these type of understanding and perceptions in the life will definitely leads to the stress and such stress you cannot quantize it may be a huge so maybe sometime it may be a very small stress but stress factor is out of fear or because of the Uh, remembrance of the failures or negativity and uh, feeling of uh, that i could not do that i am still down the line uh, i would have been somewhere in the up on the chain so all these things are always uh, you know causing a trouble accept the situation how it is look at the people who are still down your line and feel good that you are still up above them so that type of understanding the life is always good uh, with, with those positive thoughts it's time to end this session thank you all the participants for your uh, interactive questions and making this more interactive and thank you guraja sir for your uh, valuable inputs thank you thank you for the audience see, see you in the next sunday namaste all